Hello, everyone, and welcome to Two and a Half Weebs, a slightly more casual anime podcast. Um, my name is Ben, otherwise known as Bowen. My name is Clark, otherwise known as Duncan. And I am Dallas, sometimes known as not Dallas. Garner. Garner. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, yeah, today we're going to be talking about training arcs and the, the amounts of joy watching training arcs. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, Bowen, what is a training arc? Well, it's when, you know, you uh, skip those 50 episodes and go straight to the fights because they don't matter. I mean, to to be (laughs) fair, um, that is kind of... Yeah, time skip. It's just a time skip. It's a way where they can get away with character development in a short amount of time you know and and to put official definition on it it's when characters or one character goes through a series of trainings in a new power scheme or like physical training or any of the sort in order to improve themselves for uh, a possible upcoming fight um the end of the world end of the world Losing their virginity and <laughs> anything like that. You watching know. different anime than I've been watching. Yeah, that sounds like Domestic Girlfriend. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's that's an anime I I have not even do. Ma- to... well, imagine the training arcs that harem animes can start incorporating. <laughs> oh my god, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. I need to send an email. <laughs> Please send this to uh, Doc. Honestly Hill. though, <laughs> honestly though, I think Rent a Girlfriend you could argue is like one long training arc him training to be like a good know, boyfriend a yeah a human being yeah less yeah. of a simp less of an idiot yeah yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh but, i don't even know if he's actually a simp like he's just oh, just an idiot yeah <laughs> i don't know i i only watched the first episode and i so. think training arc is maybe too generous because sometimes it's just like sometimes these are half an episode half an episode yeah tops yeah. oh yeah it <sighs> Yeah, that's the thing. It's like sometimes you get really good training arcs, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like blown away. And you're just like, can we actually just stay here? Because this is a really cool and interesting magic fight system that you've got going. And then, then there's other training arcs that you just hope and pray that it ends, you know, so you can actually get on with the story instead of them just messing around for four to five episodes. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, what are some training arcs that you all have enjoyed? Just in general. I think, um, going into more recent-ish stuff, My Hero Academia hasn't really ever had a moment where it's felt dead or down or boring. Right. Like, he's at a frickin' school. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole show is basically his training arc and then the League of Villains attacks every now and then because right. they got nothing better to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think they handle uh, Deku's and everyone else's uh, growth and progression in those uh, bits very well. In a natural way. It's yeah. It's engaging. It's new. Yeah. And I, I think one of the great things about My Hero Academia in specific with training arcs is that it's completely tied to everybody's character development. That's what I think makes a training arc fantastic, 
is that if the character also grows with the abilities that they're getting. It's not just necessarily that uh, they, they get a new power, and so this new power is just going to solve all their problems. Um, no, they actually uh, go and grow through it. Um, I think a really amazing training arc is in Hunter x Hunter. It's the arc right after the Hunter exams. I can't remember the exact name of it, but they go to this giant tower that's just like 100, 200 fight floors, and uh, they work their way up to the top or the higher levels, and they have to learn this ability called Nen, which is like their version of magic in Hunter x Hunter, and it's just a super interesting magic system where they have this whole diagram and scheme on how... Uh, you can progress and grow your nen and watching how the characters are able to train it didn't feel dull it didn't feel boring and it led up to one of the best fights i've seen in a while in anime mm. just super good and just well executed because we've been watching these characters for almost 30 episodes uh during the the exam arc and then they start training, and you can see how they're starting to change and evolve mm -hmm. and get better. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. going back to the, the My Hero example, I, I really like... Because I think in a lot of training arcs, it's focused on the main character and focused on seeing them develop and seeing them. And sometimes, you know, I don't know, like Dragon Ball Z-esque stuff happens, or, you know, the, the, the side characters become slightly less useless. Um... But like in My Hero, it does a really good job not just improving each individual character, but also improving the communication between each character and the relationships that they have. Side note, in Dragon Ball Z, the side characters remain equally useless throughout the entire <laughs> show. It's actually I quite mean, slightly. the same. The more they train, the more well, they say the same. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's yeah. weird. Um, but yeah. um, I think... Sorry, Krillin. <laughs> I mean... I think, yeah, that's... Krillin's fair. a good husband. He he won. He won that game so hard. I'm sorry. Speaking of simps, all I'm saying. <laughs> I, I'm... Have you seen Android 18? Yeah. She's a VTuber, basically. Wow. Wow. That That is an insult to the beauty that is Android 18. She's the same. Anyway. She can kick my butt any day. Anyway. All I'm saying is the training arcs in My Hero bring awe to my mind because each one, it, the the author really explores the powers and the personalities of each character, and you see different interactions you never would have thought of on your own, and it's just it's amazing. Yeah. So I think if we were to point out anything that I've seen anyway, specifically that's amazing is My Hero as training arcs go. I, I think, like... Naruto had some really good early training arcs, actually. Um, I think the one where he goes with Pervy Sensei out and he learns the Rasengan, I think that whole training section was really good because it not only progressed Naruto, um, even though he progressed very little in that sign, but, you know... But, like, everybody around him was affected and grew a little bit as well. And and that's what 
makes a good car- uh, good training arc. It, it was also cool because because through the Rasengan, it was really it was also the first time we had heard anything about the fourth Hokage other than there was a fourth Hokage, but he's dead now. That's true. And so it was kind of cool to get a little bit of lore on him. You know, he was really good at. Uh, per- perfecting and designing different jutsus and this was his his ultimate one essentially mm-hmm. yeah i think uh one thing i haven't really watched much naruto i've watched an episode here and there but what i what i have heard about naruto's training arcs is that they deal with power creep very well he's very he 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 works up to his overpowered state very well in that show is what i've been told there's not like a jump like, like you know, those, yeah. there's there's those shonens where where like you know they're completely useless. The main character's completely useless, and then they have a training arc that's maybe an episode, and suddenly they're like overpowered, like insanely overpowered. Mm-hmm. I've been told that Naruto has a Naruto has a pretty pretty smooth progression. smooth progression, which I hate it when, especially when they get beat by the their opponent, like destroyed, and then they go through a training arc, and then they come out and just annihilate their opponent. Every right. arc in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, th- I, yeah. I hate so, that so also much. Also, in Bleach, for example, towards the end, uh, with the whole, not, when I say end, I mean end of where the actual anime is. Mm-hmm. But like with Aizen, um, <coughs> he took on literally everyone on the good guy's side at the same time and like took him down with no problem. Ichigo does some time shenanigans where he spends three months <laughs> in the space of like I don't know an mm-hmm. hour, and then he just steamrolls. Oh my gosh! And I'm like the animations and effects were cool, but it's like come on, man! Like really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this is I, this is this is Goku in the hyperbolic time chamber. Oh my all gosh! Over again. So, so in preparation of this, I so I said something in a previous episode that I would like to retract. Um, we were looking at all of the seasonal anime, and it was the next season of uh, Is It Okay to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? I want to retract something I said. I said it was an etchy, because someone told me it was an etchy. It is not an etchy. It is a great shonen anime with really cool uh, training arcs also, but I love the power creep that's there too, because they have the training arcs, but sometimes, and you're like, oh, he's gotten so much better, like the main character's gotten so much better, and he does, he does get better, but in the end... It's not him who, like, alone who beats the bad guy. It's, like, him and, like, a bunch of his friends. And he ends up kind of messing up, and so someone steps in. But he's still improved, and he doesn't lose his progress. That's another thing that irks me, is they go through a training arc, and then they they are better for a little bit, and then they lose all their progress. R.I.P. Bleach. Um, Pokemon. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Every episode of Pokemon ever, except for the most recent, but anyway. Yeah, well, like... I think there's um, a good way of just doing it. Um, like, you have to take a little bit of time to explain the training and actually have the training and not just rush it or make it super boring. I think the training arcs in Dragon Ball Z, because I've watched all of Dragon Ball Z, are very boring. Um like the actual fights are super <coughs> interesting. Jeez. Like the like everybody's has a stake and everybody represents something, um, especially in earlier Dragon Ball. But the further the further you get into it, it's just like, oh, we're gonna have a training, and it's just gonna be the same exact thing. We're gonna go through the same exact issues, mm-hmm. and it just feels so slow and just so convoluted. And you're like, okay, we can speed this up. We we can 
get past this. And then it's like, oh man, all the bad guys are doing bad things. We know, we just saw that, like, to uh, last episode as well. We, we, we know how urgent the problem is, but just, you, you know, let's take, you know, time to train up, and then all of a sudden they're way overpowered again, yeah. you know. Um, and, and that's the thing, is, like, early Dragon Ball Z, nobody was super overpowered. Like, they were winning barely by the skin of their teeth. And you could say that about, like, all the arcs, Technically, like, they're barely winning. But, like, the tension just goes away, you know, once they've unlocked, you know, Super Saiyan level 3 or 2, and you're just like, really? Now they and, can point harder. And that, now, now... <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Now they That's, can point harder. This is me coming from only watching a few episodes of Dragon Ball. I just... It looks like they're just training so that they can point harder at each other and say Kamiha, like, a little bit louder, you know? You... You, you may notice that that Duncan over here has watched substantially less shonen, yeah, that's uh, true. in specific than than me and Ben have. Mm-hmm. Oh, like I started with shonen. I mean, Naruto was same, like like my first anime. Technically, I started with a shonen as well, but it didn't continue. But you liked the romance between Deku and Uraraka, and was like, yeah. "What if this was the whole <laughs> show? show?" There isn't any like, but it. there isn't r- hardly any a- romance between I Deku know, and Uraraka. You just craved it. You're like, I like this. <laughs> I want more of this, please. And then you watch every harem. I'm lonely. Okay, it's this is how it works. Sadness is <laughs> lonely real. Too, but oh I'm my god. <laughs> I'm getting attacked this episode, and yeah. I'm okay with that, I guess. <laughs> okay. It, you know, and I was just thinking, of, um, there's a really old anime that's just essentially one giant training arc uh, called Kenichi the Mightiest Disciple. It's just this martial arts anime. A little bit super-powered, I guess, near the end. Eh. Um, but, like... You watch Kenichi as he goes from the sniveling coward uh, to a guy that can actually stand up for himself and how martial arts helps in the training of that. And it's just very interesting to see him not only evolve, but also the the people at the dojo evolve with him in little minute details. Like, he'll help them out with their problems that they have and just learning different sides of these people and how he can implement that not only to his fighting style but also his social interactions um and it's just really really good and yeah (laughs) it's really cool and they are able to draw that line between personal development and physical development um because, hey, we all love a good underdog story, but we also love to see our heroes improve themselves, too, because that's what we want. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another issue we might have with training arcs is, like, one of the things, most definitely, when we were talking a little bit about power creep, is that old skills that they train so hard to get just feel absolutely useless. True. Um, I think... Sorry, not to, sorry to pick up Naruto for a little bit, but Naruto, I think, has a little bit of this problem near the end. Like, it feels very consistent all the way through until the third Great Ninja War. Or is it the fourth Great Ninja War? The fourth. It's the fourth. Or is it the third? That's yeah, actually I, a wonderful but question. That is a <laughs> wonderful question. That the we, one where they fight Madara. 
who's not actually Madara, but then Madara right. shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing is a mess. Um, it, it was fine. But, like, you get there, and soon they're just at this OP god level, and it just makes everything, like, up from pain onward, uh, be back, just feel unnecessary. Like, they don't need any of the skills they got. I think the final battle be uh, between Naruto and Sasuke was, like, the best part, because to me that's the true ending, you know, to Naruto is that scene uh, where they fight for the last time, and then they keep using all the skills that they learned throughout the entire series. But during that war, all they're doing is, like, summoning, like, the spirits within them and these super-powered armors, and it's just... It just gets ridiculous really fast. Ben is wrong, by the way. It was actually really amazing. He just has low standards. I, I, I don't agree so with that. All of, them, <laughs> all of them were power sets that had been well-defined since even the first show. Like, it was just, it was just expansions of those. Hmm. Um... <coughs> The the Sasano, this armor you're talking about, that is the that is the quintessential Sharingan power for those who have awakened both like Mangekyo and our all eyes. Like we've seen many characters do that throughout the history of the show. Starting with Itachi, the main reason for Sasuke's existence. Um, Naruto, all of his stuff was him channeling the thing he's had and you've known about having since episode one of the first show. I don't know what I don't know what more you want, what more continuity from the beginning you're asking for. Yeah, that's true. If I if I had enough background knowledge, I could definitely have an input in this, but I don't. So I agree with Dallas. Wow, we, wow. We okay. Do we shift from then? Is this our first deflection? Like we're not attacking you anymore? Well, that was the that was the yeah, that was the whole smooth, but smooth. It, but I, you know what I'm I talking about though, where it's just Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just don't know if Naruto's a good example. Bleach would probably be a better example. Bleach would be a better example, yeah. Um like how as many As much as I love Bleach, it has its issues. Yeah, like I think that's really its biggest issue is how their power scaling is. Especially at the end there with the whole Aizen fight. I mean, it was really cool watching him after the whole power-up thing. But man, that little Yo. hyperbolic time chamber felt bull crap. Yeah, and so... And it's just like almost like a deus ex machina, which is just terrible, you know? Like, it's not considered good storytelling in the least, to have that happen to your characters where all of a sudden oh they have the ability now to defeat the main bad guy even though really they shouldn't be able to do that you know i get what you're saying but sometimes it's really funny when it happens can i just say that like that's fair it's, i was gonna just, say on, on like, that note like speaking of a show that handles this also just terribly uh -huh. but we love it almost because of it <laughs> seven deadly sins well at I mean, no point can you take anything <laughs> that show is doing seriously but it's great but i mean like you want to talk about like someone who's way overpowered and and did it doing one of the stupidest training arcs that are that isn't even shown on like during the anime is one punch man right like the whole po point of that yeah. is 
the power creep is so ridiculous that it's hilarious. He did some jogging and some sit-ups. Well, that was on purpose. I know, but like, but that's the thing is it, it, like, even we say these are the things that make a bad training arc, but at the same time, making them bad is good. Like, Seven Deadly (laughs) Sins, they do all the terrible training arc stuff, Mm -hmm. um, and yet it's just, it's fun. You you see Escanor, it's just trash people. You love it. Right. I think we're, we, the main reason why we all watch it is because of Bon, Elaine, and Escanor. Mostly and Escanor. Most this, is a, this is a, a shonen that y'all haven't like, watched, but... Um. Like, I'm not gay, but Escanor? In the daytime. Right in the daytime. I mean, you know, nighttime Escanor would, would ask me about my feelings, make me see, <laughs> make me feel loved. Daytime Escanor, it's time to party. Are you saying you don't feel loved? So, what's our next topic? <laughs> um, I'm just saying that there's there's one other anime that does this really well, and it's uh, the Mischief... The, 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 the Misfit of Demon Academy. Thank you, friend. Um, and that's an anime you guys haven't watched. You it's I been recommended. Thoroughly yes. recommend it because uh, a lot by coworkers. It, it 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 is the um I don't know how to explain it other than it's the magical like school version of One Punch Man where it's just it takes itself like not seriously and yet super seriously at the same time and does all the bad training arcs and he is just he pulls out one bag uh, one bag of tricks after another. And it, it, if you look at it, it, you'd think it's bad, but it just does it so well with such a straight face, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we can shift a little bit into, like, you know, we, we're talking about shonens, like, battle anime, but, you know, this could also apply to the magical school genre, where they spend so much time training, <coughs> and, me. like, you go through these battles, and you're just super bored because you know the protagonist is going to come out on top. Um, something like the irregular magic high school, you know. Uh, you go in and you're like, oh man, you know, this is an interesting, you know, combat thing they got going on, and then it it just unravel event by the end. Yeah, you know, it's actually an interesting thing about because you said it's not just battle anime or even just magical. Like, did you remember you watched uh, Your Lie in April, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, this is not... This is a really strange one to bring up, but I like it because he does do a training arc of sorts, uh, getting back to playing the piano. And it's interesting because you, you bring it up, you're like, oh, you know that the main protagonist is going to win. But the thing is, they have set back your expectations so much in your lie in April so many times that you actually don't know the protagonist is going to win, and that's a nice feeling. Yeah, and it's kind of like the same thing with Sound Euphonium. I think some of these music anime please go watch music anime okay they're great except for carol on tuesday because they messed up the ending but uh, uh, you know go watch some musical anime um it, it's the same thing with Saudi euphonium like you see them practicing and whatnot and you see them grow as characters through their practicing mm-hmm. which is what i really love but each time they get up there and they perform at each concert you're like i don't know if this is the time that they're gonna get booted you know, you, you you hope and pray that they pass. And you hope and pray that the issues that they just went through are all resolved so that the, the performance goes well. But you don't know. 
This is a really weird turn. We went from battle, show, battle anime to But I guess that just goes to show that like a training arc can be found in almost anywhere. Like the training doesn't necessarily have to be combat. No, it can be like musical. Uh, like you watched Food Wars. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Would you, would you say Food Wars has any uh, any training moments? Oh yes, they do have some training <coughs> arcs. Excuse me. Um, excuse me, guys. How do they handle them? Because I. I it's on my list. I do actually want to watch it, despite some hesitations I have. <laughs> it's more... It, it, it more falls into the camp that, like, they train for, like, one episode or half an episode, and then they're ready to go. But the thing is, is that the battles themselves are much more interesting than the quote-unquote training that they go through. But it shows you, like, different cooking techniques that they're actually using that you can implement in real life until the last bit of the manga. We don't talk about that. But, um, but like, you learn with them about all this cooking food and um, different techniques you can use mm-hmm. to cook your food and get different flavors from maybe even the same dish right. and how you can change your dish, even though they have the same ingredients, to be something completely different. And, like, everybody has their, like, super overpowered special ability for some reason. Like, there was a guy that... In the anime, kid you not, has the ability to smell so well he can figure out how much spice he needs just by his smell. Like, he's like, we need two grains of this. And he just puts it on there and you're like... Are you saying you can't do that? Can you do that, Gardner? Actually, You're the cook here. <laughs> Can you do that? Sometimes I wonder. He does a pretty good job on his meats. Oh, his meats are fantastic. <laughs> I but think, like, I don't think I, I don't think anyone could ever be as precise as that guy is. But oh the general concept could be this. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and and them going through and learning, like they have this whole section where they go off to these different top chefs and they learn about maybe managing a restaurant or how to cook a completely different type of food from a completely different type of nation. And that's where the really good stuff comes in because then he can go and use it in his next battle Mm -hmm. because that's what Food Wars is. Food Wars is a bunch of shonen battles but with cooking. And it's awesome. And ecchi. I guess... Training arcs, and uh, like gen- to be generalized, like are just also really great times for uh, world building. Yeah, like I feel like um, my hero and stuff. To see, I'm sorry to go back to this again. I this is like one of the only good shonens <laughs> that I've really been able to watch. But like, they do so much good world building during the training arcs that like explain how the world works and why it works and why they have heroes the way they have them. And, and without the training, like, the specific training arcs, I guess the whole thing is kind of a training arc, but, like, the specified training arcs kind of really help move that story along. I think what we're getting at here is, like, for a training arc to be a good training arc, uh, it, it, one of the things it needs to do or have is be more than just showing them get stronger. Yeah. Like, it needs to be able to, you know, it can also be an opportunity to teach us about the world. Or about intercharacter relations, mm-hmm. or about Bowen's fragile heterosexuality. You know, if, if it adds something else other than they just got stronger, I think that's when it starts to become, become a more good. successful training arc. And not just a trope that they threw in there because right. it needed to be in there. Because oh, otherwise, it should have just been like, you might as well just do a one punch man and just pretend like the training arc happened already and yeah. move on. 
<laughs> yeah, like, and going back to Hunter Hunter, they did this really well because at first, you, you when you're experiencing Hunter Hunter, you're like, oh, yeah, there's this big quote-unquote world out there, but it's probably just a bunch of other copy-and-pasted parts of the world. But once you start discovering Den and how different people fight and everything and customs with it, it's just, like, it expands the entire scope of what is possible within this anime. Like, originally, it was just people punching each other, and some people were just using these different weird skills that you had no clue how they were doing it. And and then, finally, they explain how everything is working, and, and then you can just go back and you realize, oh my gosh, this world has been doing this from get-go one. And... It, and you discover with the character how large and how big the world actually is. Also, sometimes it takes a, a true man to be the best girl. That came far out of left field, but you're I was not wrong. Say, like, you know, if we're, if, we're, if, we're, if we're talking about training arts, I'm curious as to how that relates. Is this like an Astolfo <laughs> joke or something? Well, you just talked about my Astolfo. fragile heterosexuality as a oh, passerby oh, comment, yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I, we're we're, we're going to talk about why Astolfo <laughs> is best girl. Listen, Bone, I think the proper strategy was to deflect and move forward and not uh, let's make this the main subject of that. But we can do that. Say, I'm not saying we can't do that. Point, I already forgot I made that joke, so that's why I was lost. But, I mean, if we need to address, you know, your issues. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think this would be the right time for that, but... Let's, I, I let's guess talk, not. <laughs> let's talk about your Hideri John body pillow. Let's, let's be open about I, it. I don't have that. What are you talking about? You sound, you're sounding really convincing right now, Bowen. Okay, That's all man, I have to Bowen say. Bowen seems pretty <laughs> sus right now. <laughs> Would you like to defend yourself, Bowen, or, or are we voting you out? The truth is. The question is, if we vote him out, do we have to change the podcast to two weebs or a weeb and a half? That's the real question, That is scary, it? actually. Yeah. Uh, please don't vote me off the island. Um, Which one is it, though? <laughs> the half weeb is our imposter. <laughs> This episode can be like training arc slash current, like current, beginning, current beginning to... Yeah, training arcs. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they suck, and sometimes they're just weird. And I, and I think we, we've kind of touched on all we can touch about. Um, it, it, it's kind of just a cut and dry thing. They're either good or they're bad, you know, for the reasons we yeah. specified. Yeah. And you, if you disagree, please comment below why you disagree and why Bowen's heterosexuality is, you know, the way that it is. Alstafo is best girl of Fate Apocrypha, guys. Not helping this case. No, he's really not. <laughs> but on that note, last episode, uh, we we talked briefly about <coughs> the... Excuse um, me, guys. I'm sorry. There is no excuse for you. I know. About the seasonal anime that was upcoming this week. Mm -hmm. We thought we'd take the rest of the time we have here to talk. Some of it has come out uh, by now, and we've seen some of it. Yeah, I, I could talk about a couple things. Um, yeah, so, like, I watched the first episode of the new Higurashi, and I absolutely loved it. Um, the art style was a little weird to get into, just a little bit, but, I mean, Higurashi's always had this weird art style. So, Those like... Those eyes, man. Those eyes. Oh, okay. And, um, 
and like everything was just playing just right and then like at the very end of the episode um um they start playing the old higurashi themes music now i just I was just like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And this so, is be so is, is the first episode of the new Higurashi, like, roughly the same plot, essentially, as the first episode of the old Higurashi? It's almost it's roughly a, the same, it's basically, yeah. it's the same story, just redone. Yeah, just redone. Because if you look at some of that drawing there, it yeah. looks weird. I mean, it's old. It it's is very old. It shows old. its age. Unless it's in the murder scenes, uh, and then the murder scenes look fantastic. I, I, I'm currently working. I've made some progress on the old Higurashi, because uh, I do want to finish the old one before I start the new one myself. And Duncan is a pansy and just isn't well, a fan ex- for... Well, first off, they, it started, they started Higurashi before I did, so... Like, they are already, like, I don't know, eight episodes? We're nine, ten, ten episodes ten, in. Ten episodes So, I mean, starting know. starting at ten episodes, it seems like it's not just a horror, it's a mystery. And so... A lot yes, of yes, yeah. a lot of mystery. So, for me yeah. to start at episode ten does not make sense at all. Oh, so. I was implying you could watch it on your own. But <laughs> yeah. you're watching more harem trash. Actually, I haven't been watching harem trash. I, w- I was watching, um, I've been watching a sports anime. I don't know which one. No, that's a harem track. It's actually it's actually a sports anime. I thought it was a harem anime, but it actually became a sports. So like, I played Can this it visual. Novel? It's called it's called Aokana. Is that the one on your Switch that you've been playing? Lately? Yes. So yeah. that that was a harem, right? Because it's it's a visual novel. That's how they work. Wait, wait. wait. So the game was a harem. But <laughs> yeah, but the, the anime. anime was a sports. Oh, that's a sports anime. Yeah. So I mean, it was both. It just shifted novel. the focus. It did. Yeah. It basically said, all right, the romance is kind of like it's kind of there, but like. Not at all, really. Like, it's hinted at, but not really at all. So, it's actually really good. Um, We're bringing this up. All I'm saying, yeah, I'm defending myself. It wasn't a harem anime. That's all I gotta say. It's a sports anime, and it's great. You should watch it. It's it's called Aokana. Yeah. Don't. It's good. On a serious note, though, (laughs) we we were talking a lot about... That show was it called Over the Moon? Oh my gosh! Holy that fly, cow! We watched the first the, episode. Fly me to the moon, or what? What's the English? Like, there's that Japanese little word at the very beginning, like "tonokwai," I think. I don't remember. I don't remember. Do, it's, do you want to look it up? I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah, look quick. it up really quick. We watched that first and episode. I'm gonna be honest. I, I think Duncan, Duncan, kind of like I guess, you know, just understood what was happening. <laughs> But me and Ben, we, we were under the impression that that description we had read was like the overarching plot of the show. Which like, took, at least took, the first three episodes, or at I least thought. Se- yeah, and, and like for reference, like the, the description talks about he meets a cute girl, he he wants to go out it's with her. It's called Fly Me to the Moon. Fly Me to the Moon. And, and she's like, you can go out with me if you marry me. Or generally cute is what it's called. And then it's like, then he never sees her for several years, and then they find each other again, and they get married, and I'm like, okay, this is like the whole season, brief synopsis, maybe like half of it, I don't know. <laughs> that was episode one. All of that, everything happened I, in the first And episode. it is wholesome. It is so wholesome. It is. It, it is, is very wholesome. I mean, they, they, uh, they, they held hands. After marriage, so it, it's a good, clean Christian show. You know, no premarital hands. This is an anime you can show your mother. You could, yeah. I don't know yet, man. They so just far. got married. So far, and right so now. far, okay, yeah, so far. We'll, we'll plug that I've in. Talked, we don't... I've talked to the manga readers 
on Reddit. Yeah. And, and they all say that it's just wholesome. Yeah. The entire thing. The entire thing. thing is just, and just lots of wholesome. You know how Kaguya-sama is just hilarious, but also like, you know. There's a little bit of the, mm. but <laughs> They make the occasional mild. Right. Leader. So this yeah. is a hilarious, wholesome yeah. show. That's what I've been told. Okay. So I don't know. We'll see how it works because obviously manga is not always the same as the anime. Right. That's true, but usually, generally, the manga is just more lewd than the anime. Usually. That's, usually, That's generally. actually a good rule of thumb. Is it? Yeah, yeah generally, definitely. good rule of thumb is just okay. manga. Anime just has to, well, like, for I example, just figured that anime would have to appeal in, to the lower denominator. No, in, in Japan, no. <laughs> well, mostly in Japan and America, uh, like, laws about what can and cannot be in a show are a lot stricter than in written oh, media. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Things you can so, yeah. for the most part, the anime tends to be cleaner, less bloody, etc. Okay. Like, if you look at, like... For, I was going to say Bleach, Bleach manga. Holy Bleach, holy manga has blood. Like, blood everywhere. Why do you think it's anime? called Bleach? Not much. It's, Just kidding. I can tell you why it's called Bleach. It has nothing to do <laughs> with blood, actually. <laughs> I know. I was just... There's a story, because the people have asked him that. They're like, where does that name come from? I'm sh- yeah. I'm and sure. it's kind of disappointing, but yeah, uh, just like the manga, just like the chemical. The manga was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the it, anime is what had had some issues. Yeah, um, but yeah, Fly Me to the Moon. I'm into it. I love it. Really surprised me how fast we'll see, we'll all see that what they happened. Go with the sec- where they go oh, with the second yeah. episode. This, this dude has had like seven conversations with this woman, and they're married. <laughs> That's like the man. One like- of those conversations was post marriage. <laughs> One of them was while they were getting married, for context. Right. <laughs> and, and remember when he just, the, the guy at the thing just gave a gift to them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah like, like what the heck? Okay, yeah, <laughs> just, so when they get married, they go to, like, you know, just a marriage office, you know, with their It's apparently open 24-7. Yeah, apparently they have a late night desk. <laughs> I don't, Maybe that's a thing in Japan. That's I'm a not, thing in Japan, you know. Please let us know. Below. Um, but, like... And then they're like, okay, congrats, you're married. And then they hand them this little house plant. They're like, this is a gift we give to newlyweds. And it's like, hold on, wait, they just you just have these on hand? <laughs> like, are people getting married in the courthouse that frequently? Like, it, and then, like, like tax, is, is this is this tax funded? Like, <laughs> what I if it was just, questions. What, what if it was just the old guy? He got this plant and he, he said, didn't really want it and uh, he just gave it to them because it's well, like, he said here, he's got several here. Of them. He did say we give it to newlyweds. All the time, yeah. So, so unless he's like, just lying for some reason. Um, I, I also have to, I love the fact that he has, um, the main character has uh, some... Mis- has what's the word? Has some problems with his name. He has some oh, uh, NASA. In- NASA. Yeah, his name's, yeah, misgivings. What's the word? Uh, insecurities. Insecurity. That's the word. He has a lot of insecurity behind yeah, his did, name. Did you think about Ben, and then you remembered the word? Insecurity? Yeah, <laughs> I looked at Ben and just yeah. immediately. You're like, ah, oh, yes. Like, ah, oh, yes. His insecurity and his homosexuality. Yeah. Or his, uh, excuse me. His, his fragile, <laughs> his fragile heterosexuality. He is yeah. heterosexual. I will, Fairly. but it's very fragile. Yeah. yeah. And so it's not my fault. Yeah. Okay, it's Faith's he, fault. He has issues with his name because, and I think we briefly touched on this, but his, his dad loves space. <laughs> Um, and so he named his son after NASA, 
the American National Aeronautics and Space Association. <laughs> this is a Japanese man who named him after that. I don't and think that Japan. I don't think Japan has their own space. They program. do. That's they, the thing. They have their own oh, space right. program. Yeah, they're right, they're honest, there's only like two space programs that are like actually known in the world. That's really, true. That's Sputnik and NASA. It's not actually called. I like how they're just like <laughs> the thing they're most well known for. It's yeah, it's not even their name, but that's like the biggest thing they did. Was right, right. I don't remember what they're actually called. They launched a monkey into space once. They did. They yeah. they had the first man him. in space too. But oh. he also uh, died. He did die. Yeah, <laughs> and he knew he was gonna die too. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. story behind that. But anyway, um, wow, it's um, a history lesson. <laughs> but yeah, so he loves NASA and space and all that. So he's like, my son's gonna be. This will cause no problems. He'll never get bullied. That is like Q bullying. It's like I, I saw this meme on Reddit, and it was just like, "This is the first baby named me named with emojis." I don't know if that's legit. If it is, oh boy. I am so sorry to that kid. Or like the Elon Elon Musk's name for his son. Oh, well, California rejected it. Oh, okay. Did they? I, I don't know if he tried to fight that or not. I don't know how to follow I don't think. I don't <laughs> California said, basically, like, it was funny. The message was, like, if you try to, like, make a username with weird symbols, it's like, these characters aren't allowed or whatever. Yeah. What he said. I don't know if he, like, went around it or if he did a different name. I'd have to look into that. I, I know. Well, I've no. seen. So uh, I, I have. Went a, quiet this is it. kind of off. Sub we're going off subject here, but I do have a friend. Her name is Kesha. Like, like the I mean, artist. Hyphen, there's a hyphen in there. Right. Not, not for Kesha. Okay. The, not for this French. Her name's Kesha, and it's literally, her name is, is just the dollar sign S-H-A. She's shown me her license. I'm not even joking. Wow. I'm not even joking. It's Kesha. Yeah. Was she from California? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't remember. I, it's just this girl I met in community college. <laughs> her name's Kesha. <laughs> wow. It's hilarious. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so anyway. <laughs> Going back to that. <laughs> yeah, so he's NASA. He's insecure about it. And he meets the, the chick who we're pretty sure is from the moon. Yeah. Because the show I, I makes a lot of... Kaguya references. Makes a lot of anime references to the legend of Kaguya. Um, and so she's probably from the moon. We she's know she has parental consent to get married yeah. from unknown parents who are probably also moon people at this point. I just love how. What is this? Just as a an, an intergalactic species love story. Yes, this ends up being like a space so, thing. Like intergalactic an would imply there's multiple galaxies involved, and I don't know if you're aware, but our moon <laughs> is within, within the our galaxy. galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, well yeah. okay, interspecies. Oh no, that's better. Uh, that no, no. Would you uh, like to review, review. these interactions? <laughs> Amongst the interspecies relationship. Be like, I don't know, an, an interspecies reviewer, if you will. Oh, boy. Okay, just for Gardner. <laughs> I am going to buy you the Ahegawa hoodie. I swear. If this keeps going you like this. Sakura body pillow will go to your parents' house the moment you do that. Oh this, is, this is how we threaten gosh. each other in this apartment. Just, wait, 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 we... we, we... <laughs> Duncan, I could send literally anything anime related to your house. Yeah, no matter how wholesome, it would be incriminating. They all know I'm a weeb, okay? They just don't know that I buy stuff, and I don't buy that much stuff, okay? I have 
I have a Megamine mouse pad. You have a, lo- you have a lolly, an underage lolly. Got it. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> One is, day, someone's going to listen to this in my family, and they're going to ask me, like, she's not underage, all right? Mm-hmm. The she web- is, though. She is, she's though. She's not, though. She's not. In everything that's been animated, she is definitely underage. She's also a terrorist. You fell in love with her before she became 18. I didn't... Who says that I fell... She is not my wife... She is a waifu that I adore, but she is not a, my, not my waifu, okay? All my waifus are overage. You're a robot. It's like at the beginning. Shut up! Okay, never mind. I retract it. I retract my statement. They're not real. The girl in Bokuman is in (laughs) high school. Can't get illegal. You want to keep going. Can't can't get arrested (laughs) if they're not real. Uh Yeah, tell that to the (laughs) FBI. At least Holo's a freaking And I'm not looting them, okay? Just because they're waifus doesn't mean I'm looting them. I don't loot them. Yeah, and so I think... That's the, I mean that's the gist of flying me to the moon as long as it took us to, <laughs> to, uh, to get around that lot. It's fun. It's good. It's cute. It's Please wholesome. watch it. It makes me realize how lonely I am. This guy is getting more action than I am, and I actually it's try just, once every few. Do we years. need to go to therapy, Gardner? No, this is therapy, Bowen. So ReZero oh, no. just ended. Oh for the my moment. gosh. That um, ended. Casual deflection there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it, it's the mid-season finale, and we're, we're going to put a hashtag spoiler warning. Yeah, we'll uh, just skip. Here real quick. Yes, skip, like, I'd say, like, uh, five minutes, ten minutes, and you're good. Yeah, just skip five to ten minutes, because um, we're going to spoil the crap out of this. Yeah, what the frick is my first impression. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Those witches, though. So, yeah, so this last episode, it started with... Cause, so Ed edited before, all the witches were getting together for this uh, tea party, as one of them called it. And uh, they're all arguing basically over Subaru's soul. Yeah. <laughs> Kidna's like, I want to make a contract where, like, you have all my power, but I, like, own, own you. you. And Subaru's like, that sounds pretty that. lit. And everybody's like, me too. Yeah. And everybody's <laughs> like, no, don't nope. do that. That's a bad idea. Subaru, you should, like, not. And then Minerva was, like, violent about it, as she is. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, Satella shows up. And so here, we see her talk, and she doesn't say much other than proclaiming her undying love for Subaru. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, everyone be simping for Subaru. Right. For some reason. Yeah. And, um... And like it's interesting because she was actually kind of wholesome a little bit. Who's Zatella? Oh, yeah, Zatella. No. Yeah, Zatella like, was like, yeah, you I, should love yourself. Yeah, she was her whole, actually. Her whole message, well, her whole message as, as when she says she's like, you need to love, and he's like, what do you mean? I love all my friends, and she's like, no, 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 no. love yourself. Yeah, because you <laughs> like, you keep on killing yourself. You keep man. on literally putting yourself through hell. Like I didn't give you this power to do this. That's not the reason I gave it to you. I didn't give it to you for to suffer. It was to make you happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and she goes on. Like I think the cool, the really cool line she dropped was, "Why can't you realize that you should be on the list of people you want to save as well?" Yeah. Yeah. That's I true. mean, like this season, we treat yourself. I mean, like, Subaru's development over this season, we just see him go through literal hell over and over. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that bunny eating. He went through that twice, if we, you know. And, like, it's just, 
and you just see his mind just starting to crack, keep cracking. This was a therapeutic session for him. It was good. It was hard at first, you know, as it, they were asking him some hard questions. Yeah. But he he's come to he's come to terms with. He, he, I think he's had like an epiphany of like, you know, he needs to value himself a little bit. You know, these people do actually care for him. They, right. His pain causes them <coughs> sorrow because they care about him. Right. This is how friendship works. <laughs> this is as, how it works. As he is now learning, he's kind of becoming human. Because mm-hmm. he didn't really have much interaction, real human interaction in his own life. Which makes the next scene even more powerful, mm-hmm. the fact that he's human. And I just before we move on from that scene, uh, what I loved about that scene is it... Because I hate the whole... This person is a bad person, and they are the main enemy and an antagonist. I hate that in shows. I just do because it just feels so black and white. The characters and in Reza have a lot of depth. They do, they and so like them. Zatella was kind of up to this point a black I mean, and she, white character. She, well, well, she's not even being a character we've really seen. That's true. We've only heard of her, and everyone is like, she sucks. She is the worst. She's like awful in every way. Well, and, and the few times we do see her before this point, he, she did, she is pretty creepy. creepy yandere and so, feelings. Like, we're, 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 this whole show, we're up to the point, under the impression that Satella is just terrifying. The fact that she's here scares us. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up being the most wholesome out of pretty much And then she's all. just like... Oh, well, that's not true. She's just like, I love Minerva. you, Subaru. I need you to love yourself, because you're great. Also, <laughs> also, uh, w- once you start doing that, can you please come kill me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. That's, that's, that's just that, that, that casual drop. She's, she's also a little suicidal. And then Subaru's like, "I swear, I'm going to save you." Whatever that. Means. Yeah, he didn't consent to killing her. But he didn't disagree. He either. didn't disagree. He said, "Let's <laughs> save her." I don't even know if he's necessarily convinced whether saving her means killing her. Or like you Not, know, plowing yeah. that rear like a New England corn farmer. <laughs> One of the two, probably. <laughs> Gosh. Probably. Um, also, like, um, the the other big reveal with uh, what's his face? The next scene. Yeah. Like who? Ha- Roswell. Yeah, yeah, Roswell. Oh yeah. We find out. Uh, He's who, the one who ordered the assassin. Yeah. It's and the, it's just like what? Well, I mean. Again, like I, I, I tend to agree with a lot of characters in shows who are the definitely evil, but also pretty cold, hard logic types. Like uh, they explain mm-hmm. their reasoning, and I'm like, yeah, no, that makes a twisted amount of sense. Yeah, sure. And his defense, sure, I get it. I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to forge Subaru <coughs> into becoming you what know, he needed. He needs him, what, his tool and, into but... into something strong, something big. You know? Right. And you know. If you figured out this guy can reset time, this is a great way to make him grow is to set up an impossible situation that only someone who's oh, looping man. through time and doesn't... Yeah, I mean, I think through. the thing is he doesn't quite understand... I, well, I mean... I, I mean, mean, he doesn't understand the mechanism. The mechanism which in which... Doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't need to. But, I mean, I would say that he, if he doesn't understand that he has, like... The I mechanism in Rothschild which... I would care. Well, the thing is, if you he he would understand that there would be a certain amount of mental damage, true, that, true, that would happen every time he dies, and so maybe he would reconsider. Possibly, possibly. But, I mean, he does say you're not insane like me, but like there's difference between being psych like psycho and, and, and just not broken. really insane either. He, he's psycho he in is. my. Age. Sociopathic. He, he he held he, he's held together fairly well. He's just a very he's a dedicated man. 
he has specific goals, mm-hmm. and he's willing to do everything, and I underscore everything to achieve those. But if, if Subaru keeps going down the path he's going, he will not be able to and do anything for anyone. It's true. But, I mean, well, the path he was going. I think the path he's going on now that he's had the whole therapy session with the witches, right? as mm-hmm. weird as that may sound, I think he's headed on a much better path now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on the part of Roswell, like... When I say he's committed, I, I do have a couple manga spoilers about his existence. Uh, he's lived for over 400 years, uh, not because he just has a long lifespan, but because he is a dedicated man who will do everything he needs to to achieve his goals, okay. and I'll leave it at that. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah. I think that's where the ReZero spoilers end. You are now safe to start listening again. Yep. Um, uh, spoiler alert, Subaru dies. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Someone just clicked off right there. Yeah, <laughs> we just lost viewer retention right there. Okay, at the end. thanks, thanks, thanks Garner. Thanks. That's the joke. Um, so I I started watching. Um, I'm standing on a million lives. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Um, this is interesting. So when we say a million lives, is this like a metaphorical million lives? Is this little? I... Did he count? Did he, like, you know, um, he so kill these lives himself? Are we counting bacteria as lives? Because that would make it really easy to reach that In fact, you're doing threshold. more than that. Constantly. Well, I, 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 I think <laughs> there, the anime hasn't caught up to the point where I can actually explain the title. That's fair. So I'm not going to spoil why it's called I'm Standing on a Million Lives. Um, but with the show, I... I don't think it's like the best animation. There's some really awful CGI, but mm. holy crap, did they nail the main character? Is it like Berserk bad CGI or is it's not? It's not Berserk bad okay, CGI. It it feels like you know it's out of place. You know it's CGI it's like, and it's out of place. It's the Shield Hero CGI. It's more like Shield Hero CGI. Not that bad, but you, you, you can tell there. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And. Um, <coughs> like they nail the characters like down pat. Mm-hmm. Um, cause spoiler alert, the main character is a jerk. He will do everything. He will sacrifice everybody in order to achieve his goals. So I'm curious: is this is this main? So I've heard this is kind of maybe a spoiler. I've not watched it. I just heard this. He gets the farmer class. Yes. Okay, so this is bringing back a lot of S.H.I.E.L.D. hero vibes. The main character's a jerk. He's got, like, a, a class that most people would consider useless. Well, it is an actual useless class. It is? He sucks. Yeah, but, like, that's that's how they all start out, because S.H.I.E.L.D. hero was kind of useless, too. Um, but um, I'm, I'm just curious. I wonder if they're going to like, power level him as well. He, he, in or, he took... Or is this more of a manipulative thing? A manipulative him. show. Is he going to not? Is he going to be useless the entire time? The only thing he uses is his is his uh, his mind to um, manipulate the people around him. I don't know. Um, I've only read the first uh, volume of the manga. Okay. And it doesn't seem like that. It's because he does get a little bit more powers. Um, I can't say why. Is this more of a fast paced or slow paced kind of show? Is this? It feels is this like actiony. Is this there? More there's like, a. 
it felt like the first episode had a lot of comedy into it, and there, it, and so far they've done like the first half of chapter one. So comedy is it more lighthearted than dark then, or it's like a mix of both. Kind of like an in between. It's a, it's an in between. It's it's not super not, grim. Not psychopath dark. It's not psychopath dark, but it's not like Konosuba lighthearted. It's like dead in the middle. Okay. Um, again, I, I hate to bring back to Shield Hero, but that's kind of how that is too. Shield Hero is kind of straddling that straddling that middle line. But I feel like Shield Hero goes further onto the dark side than it does the lighthearted side, and I feel like this one has been on slightly episode. more lighthearted. Okay, you know. Okay, um, fair. So I just trying to get a feel for yeah. what this is like. And like, literally, he tries to kill a goblin. He has two weapons: a scythe and a mm-hmm. sickle. And apparently they do minus 50% damage on anything besides a plant, and minus 85% damage on anything well, besides oh, a plant. Is this the anime where the guy is farmer-based powers? Yeah. Yes. That's, That's also it. standing on a million lands? Yes. Oh. For some reason in my head, that was two different shows. Oh, okay. my gosh. Okay. And... Yeah. No, that's yeah, I probably didn't explain that well. But, like, within the first five minutes of him actually getting out a weapon to fight some goblins, he breaks it. Like, he literally breaks his weapon in his first one. And it doesn't repair for three days. You know, like... Th- it's like rough. It, it, I, I feel like it's going to be a hard journey for the rest of the group as well. Because uh, he's with there with two other people. <coughs> and they're both girls. But the problem is that both of them are so low level they can't actually do any damage. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And so, definitely like, have to, I'll have to check it out. And it was pretty interesting. Animation is not that great, but you know, I, I I think they nailed the characters down really well. Um, is this going to be a sub and up like a what's that called? Something release? Uh, uh, simul? Yeah. I don't know. I know Did that. Watch it in sub. Yeah. I watched it in sub. It was on Crunchyroll. Oh, okay, so. so probably not then. Well, if, yeah. if it's on Funimation, there's a good chance in simul dub. If it's on Crunchyroll, probably just sub. Yeah. Um, anything that we're personally watching that's like not part of seasonal anime. Um, this week I haven't really done much of that. I've just been super busy. Um, I think the closest thing was uh, I was starting an anime called Ungo, but the dub was just so awful. I was like, I was trying to do homework and watch it at the same time, and it was just the dub was just so awful I couldn't even stand it. I was like, this show sounds really interesting, but I guess I have to watch it subbed, you know, mm-hmm. um, which will take more of my time and attention in order to do so. Right. I've been rewatching Naruto. <laughs> Mad content. Casual. This is third episode, and he's still watching Naruto. Well, I mean, it's long. It's very sure. long. Um, at this point, the, uh, the the I looked it up. It's the fourth Great Ninja War. It is definitely in full effect. And <coughs> I don't know. The Ninja War is actually one of my favorite parts of the whole show. A lot of cool action, a lot of characters, a lot of different powers. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. But um, something I did start recently, I watched the first episode of The Great Pretender. Um, and I, I love the art style for The Great Pretender. It, it looks and feels like you're reading, like, a 70s comic, like, the whole way through, just in how bright and colorful mm-hmm. it is. Um, 
And it's really interesting because I, I got confused at the start because I, I set it to the dub because I yeah. wanted to watch the dub. And then they're all speaking. It's all Japanese with subtitles at the beginning. Yeah. And so I had to, I backed out and I'm like, okay, now I'm in the dub and I'm like, keep going. <laughs> and then the, the 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 blonde con man, um, <coughs> who I know from seeing you watch it, definitely speaks in a dub accent at some point. He has the voice of just this you know, Japanese guy doing broken English, and I'm like, what is going on? Is the dub broken? I had to Google it, and turns out that's just actually how it works. Yeah. It's, it's essentially subbed for the first ten minutes, because part of the joke that's going on there is, is a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I just have to sit there and be patient. I, I was just really confused. But I thought I was, I was clever once I figured out what was going on. But boy, was I confused. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, please go watch The Great Pretender. I still need to... I, I think I like have a couple episodes left. Mm-hmm. But holy crap, is it so good. I think it might be anime of the year. I don't know. That's a bold... That, I know that's a bold claim. That's a bold opinion. That's a man. very bold, bold opinion. opinion. Bold flag to plant. Um, but it is it Makes you seem so pretty good. sus right now. You know the person in... That game that always keeps saying sus is usually the one that is sus. No, everyone says that. Literally. Okay, yeah, I've the, never you're, played you're the game. Really sus. Oh right no, now. Okay, you sound pretty sus. Vote Ben. <laughs> My vote's down. I saw him Ben. Song. <laughs> um. So oh things I've been watching recently. I again I. I binged the first two seasons of. Uh, is it okay to pick up a girl in a dun- the girl a girls in a dungeon, and boy was that good. I mean, I liked the first see, season more than I liked the I, second. I had minimal interest in the show up until you started like telling me that it's like not as edgy as it sounded. No. Now I'm like, hmm, intriguing. It's it's really really good. It, the world building is cool. I just, Basically, the idea is there's this world, just like back in the middle medieval ages, except there's this giant tower. Uh, that just goes down and up, just goes down into the earth as well, and it's just this dungeon, and it just goes on for who knows how long. And the whole idea is they have to clear the dungeon and keep back the monsters from flooding the earth. That sounds like shopping in Ikea. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're not wrong. Ikea Tower. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... And it's kind of like Ikea, because you go down and it's like a maze, and you just can't get out until you've gotten a certain point, you know? Just like Ikea. Um, Is it wrong to pick up girls in <laughs> <an> Ikea? Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> Someone should make that a, a, a thing, please. Right, I need, I on need, YouTube. I need images of that. <laughs> please give us a spinoff series. Yep. Um, but it's a really good show, really good power leveling, like the characters, really likable. Um... The main character is also different in the fact that he's, what's the word? He's got white hair, red eyes. Um, But anyway, he looks different. He acts different than your average protag. What are you laughing at? I was just thinking of the whole Ikea anime. I was just thinking about that. I was like, they would do that. They would do that. My stand is Swedish meatballs. (laughs) So, and then I finished that visual novel this last week, and because I was like, I need more, I went to uh, 
I went to go find an anime for it, and I did, and I didn't expect it to turn into a sports anime. But basically, the idea is they take the like they take a futuristic Japan, but not too far into the future, just like ten years into the future, in which they find this anti-gravitron particle, in which they use to make hover shoes. And so with these hover shoes, you basically can fly with them. It's pretty cool. And uh, they make a sport with it, which, you know. It's called tankery. No, it's, I mean, I wish. It's oh, called flying show, It's called flying circus, and it has nothing to do with the circus. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they called it that. But it, it's actually, it looks like a lot of fun. So is it like some sort of, like, basketball analog, so, but so, in space? <laughs> Just imagine baseball with the four bases, but no balls. And you just try to race each other to each of the points and each of the bases. And you can either score points by touching the base first or touching the person's back. That sounds like wrestling with extra steps. Um, but in <laughs> it, it's it, it turns out there's a lot of dogfighting kind of. Anyway, it's, it's a really good okay. anime. A lot of that's cute girls. Yeah. Really good. Uh, anyway, really good show. It's kind of it's kind of frustrating because they take a lot of the side characters or the characters that weren't the main characters in the visual novel and try to make them main characters. They, they become main characters, but in, in space. space. But they're not in space; they're just in the sky. It's, but anyway, it's a joke because they're floating around like there's no gravity. Come on, just yeah, work okay, with me. Okay, I'll work with you. Pity less. <laughs> anyway, oh gosh, it's really good. I loved the good training arcs, great action, really well animated. That's all I gotta say. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, next week we'll be watching a movie when it ever comes in. Please write stuff. Please send your stuff faster. Uh, what movie are we watching? I was gonna give you guys a choice on that. Oh, okay, we'll figure that out. Like, I, mean, I, I will be giving you a, a couple options because these guys have not watched enough anime movies. A good number. So we're gonna we're watching a movie and reviewing it. Is yeah, we're like we're we're just gonna go through it. Um, there will be spoilers. We sh- we should also probably go into an in depth breakdown of your fragile heterosexuality <laughs> at some point. Right. Okay, <laughs> let me make an amendum. Mordred is best girl. But Are I still think sure Alstafo is amazing. Uh, editor, please take out the part where he said anything about Mordred. Mordred is the best saver, okay. Anyway, we love you all. Keep loving each other. And bye-bye.